uh, I think that's the best way to go about it and just trying these different labels. Um, so yeah, I do have some, some of my personal favorites, but like I said, in general, just going to the store and just picking something up and trying it, that's how you're going to find what you like. Well, that's fair. Right. And then, okay, cork versus screw top. <laughs> or, or, or box. Or box. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cork versus screw top. So, um, cork, you talk to, honestly, there's nothing wrong with screw tops. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's a newer trend right now. Um, you do see in it a lot out of Australia, mm-hmm. Australian ones. Um, you're seeing a lot of screw tops, um, and some of the newer wineries are using it. Um, honestly, so it's funny at a restaurant, right? I'm sure you've probably heard people ask to keep their cork. Yeah. Them, right. Yeah. Um, and so it leads you to believe that the cork is really something important. Um, that practice actually came from a long time ago. And what would happen is wineries, wineries were coming up, newer wineries as the industry was booming, um, and they would take specific wineries' wine and re-bottle it to make it their own. <gasps> and so in order to stop that from happening, the renowned wineries started, la- started um, labeling their corks. And so uh, that was the importance of keeping your cork to make sure that the cork label matched, matched the, bottle. the bottle. Oh, my okay. goodness. So that's where that, that came from. You literally cannot, you're not going to get anything from smelling a cork. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to tell you anything about your wine. Um, so that's where that, that's where that practice comes from. Um, you know, and corks are important, though, when it comes to wine preservation. Uh, but the screw tops, I, I have no problem with. <laughs> okay, and and I've you know I I have fallen in love with um, black label. I think it's called black label uh, boxed wine. It comes in a box. It's black. It's delicious. They're um, Merlot. I really enjoy it. But then I bought another brand that came in a box. They have a white box and they have a black box. And I'm not going to say their name. I don't like it as much. It's a funny thing. Uh-huh where it you know the packaging was the same and that was i think a moment when i realized all wines are not created equal and i tasted it and i was like this is a disappointment it was really i liked the fact that i had so much and it's easy to keep you don't have to drink the whole box you don't have to drink the whole bottle i'm not looking around for those you know pier one bottle tops that you get after you open and you have a glass of wine and then you put it back in my they i don't know what happens to them at my house so then there's an obligation to drink the whole thing. <laughs> so, But if you have a box of wine, you don't have that obligation anymore. You have your glass of wine, you have your meal, and tomorrow mm-hmm. it's just as good. It right. stops, you know? And so I buy, because they have the other one, they, they have one brand at, at Walmart of all places, and I buy it there and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to kind of double back though. How do we know, why is rosé considered a good summer wine? Are we eating different summer? I mean, I know there are different things we eat in the summer, and I guess bar- it, it complements barbecue. I don't know why rosé is considered okay. summer wine. Uh, so, so typically, um, summer wines, they have three components. One is they're refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want a refreshing drink to counter what's usually hot weather in the right. summer. 
Right. Um, they're easy to drink, not too complex. Everyone wants something that's just easy, that everyone will enjoy. Okay. Uh, and then um, you want something, and summer wines typically pair well with like a quick dish, you know, because no one wants to slave away at the stove during the When it's <laughs> 100 degrees. Exactly. Uh, okay. Um, Makes and sense. And so that's why rosé has made its way into the summer wine category. It's typically served chill. It's light. Uh, ranges in sweetness, and it pairs well with those summer foods that people enjoy, like light salads, grilled fish, um, you know, uh, seafood, all those foods that you typically enjoy during the summer and you're outside, uh, it pairs well with it. So I think that's why Rosé has made its way into the summer wine category. Well, I had a question, because one of the things, this is Peggy, that um, I've been really trying to be aware of is African-American-owned vineyards. And, uh, like, I met the McBride sisters. I had the pleasure of meeting them and uh, trying their Black Girl Magic wine, which I thought was amazing. White wine, of course, and I believe it was a Riesling. Um, do, are, you, are you aware of some up-and-coming uh, winemakers, you know, that we should be aware of? Because we want to support them, and, uh, and I know distribution is always a challenge. Um, uh-huh. How do we seek, you know, these people out and, and try their wines? Because we're not going to be able to go into a, a, a liquor store, a wine store, to actually find them, not so readily. Right. Right. Um, so actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. That's something that I'm currently doing right now. Oh. Just, yeah, I'm trying to find um, a black-owned winery to represent uh, with tastings with my business. Um, I definitely want to incorporate that because one, so tastings by the model, we operate out of Prince George's County, Maryland, which okay, is okay. one of one of the top um, prominent, influential African American communities in the yeah, country. Absolutely, I live in Silver Spring, uh, so I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you know the demand for wanting to support Black-owned businesses mm-hmm. is very strong. yeah. It's, something that I'm really looking into, trying to find wineries. Um, I, I saw, I came across a list of quite a few of them um, that from America and neighboring uh, countries like Canada and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely, that's something that I'm venturing into and, and trying to support. Um, but I haven't, I have not had the chance to taste any wines from the Black-owned wineries just yet. You have to try the McBride Sisters. It's a it's a mixture of Northern California grapes and New Zealand. They have an amazing story. They're two sisters who found each other later in life, two different moms, uh, and but they both found out when they met each other as adults that they were both in the wine business. One lived in New wow. Zealand, one lived in Northern California. <laughs> amazing. Um, they are amazing. I, I hope one of my goals is Laura and I go out there and visit their, their vineyard because I, I know they must be in that Napa Valley area. I was hoping that there's one a little closer since we're calling we're we're for the Big Apple. Right. We're, we're in the New Northeast. Northeast. I have to wonder what's in their father's jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning struck twice in that man's jeans. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, and you know what? And it's interesting. You know, hopefully the Molises won't be the, the only time we reach out to you because we're trying to educate our friends and people like us about tastings and having tastings uh you know in the new york city area and and we hope to be in your area because we're talking to copa style magazine that's down in your in your area in the dmv area to see if we can do pairings and you know one of the things we talked about doing is going to an african restaurant 
what would we have with you know African peanut chicken and then having tastings and, and, and inviting people so I think um, you know great minds think alike oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely I, I mean yes I, I hope this isn't the last time um, oh no we'll be in, I, we will be in touch I, I still have so many more questions. Yeah, we need to share, you know, I think um, staying in contact with us and whatever list I get, I'll share with you um, of yeah. African-American-owned, you know, winemakers, because I heard there were quite a few down in the D.C. area. Um, yeah, uh, I actually came across one, um, Idle Heights Wine, it's operating out in D.C., uh, I was going to go check them out soon uh, because I heard that they're making some really good wine and, mm. and they're uh, on the East Coast. Because a lot of the ones I've, I've read about are on the West Coast or, you know, out of the country. So I think it'll be pretty interesting to check them out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll definitely check out the McBride Sisters. They online, And then they have a club where you mail. See, my thing is I don't drink that fast to subscribe to a monthly club right to have have wines coming in every month we, <laughs> yeah. we're not right. drinking that much but we are very happy to sign up and buy a bottle or two and have them ship it i'm happy right. to do that right but i don't know that i i can sign up for a, a subscription mm. yeah so i think once you you try uh their wines please let us know because see i'm too scared i mean i think i you know, I want to, you know, go back because I did try Black Girl Magic. Uh, I wouldn't mm -hmm. mind ordering that, you know, but I'm just not ready to commit to the, the full, you know, monthly shipment, monthly subscription service. So, right. so, you know, with that, do you see any trends coming up with wines that we should be aware of, you know, that are uniquely made, that might be um, interesting? Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> One that's actually pretty close to home for me, which I thought was so cool, um, there's actually an upcoming trend of uh, organic and vegan wine. Huh? Um, so, yeah, with the, with the widespread focus on, like, health and conservation, and, you know, eating healthy and eating green and everything like that, um, it's led to a spark an interest in organic and vegan, vegan, uh, vegan wine. So, um, you know, organic wines imply that the the grapes are organically grown, you know, no sulfites added and other chemicals and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but those organic wines can still contain like animal enzymes and egg whites. These are things that are used oh, during right. the to, to process. keep the land healthy, right? Because yeah, I was wondering, so, when you said vegan wines, isn't it uh, of itself, isn't it a fruit? But, but horse yeah, manure, that's yeah, like a I mean, thing that's constantly used to keep the uh, land yeah. good. You use horse manure to fertilize the land yeah. but if we're not going to use horse manure what are we using oh god i feel so yeah. dumb <laughs> so it's funny because organic wines are not technically vegan wines so vegan wines have to they can't contain any animal products so that's something that they're working on now because you know throughout the winemaking process those those animal enzymes and and you know egg whites and stuff like that they're used and it's very popular so they're they're working on some vegan wines and finding replacements uh, so that's an upcoming trend. Um, also, technology is something that's advancing. Uh, technolo technological advances uh, are being made within hospitality in general just to keep with the consumer demand. So you'll see a lot of apps and stuff. Um, there's some pocket wine pairing apps that might be helpful for you when you're okay. in the grocery store. Oh. Um, yeah, um, delivery companies now and, like, different gadgets. Uh, there's one um, that came out called the Corvin and that helps you 
preserve your expensive wine. So say you have a wine that you bought and you invested in and, um, you know, it's sitting there, but you want to taste it, but you don't want to drink the whole bottle. This is now made to extract a small portion out without ruining the cork. Um, so that's, you know, those are two, two trendy things right now in the hospitality industry as it relates to wine. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, now, but when you mentioned that the, the egg whites and I, and I've, I come from the city, but I've been on farms in upstate New York and fertilization is a big deal. I kind of want to go back to that and the egg whites. I wonder, I'm wondering what that tastes like two generations later, you know, it's like, what does the wine that 1973 wine versus 2023 wine that maybe at some point, maybe 10 years, instead of using horse manure, they switch to something else. I, I'm wondering what that's gonna, you know, what that does to the vintage. And, you know, how was one, how would one invest in that? Um, so, I would actually, I mean, there are so many, so many, so many wines, um, but not all wines are made for aging. Oh, uh, so, okay. yeah. So a lot of, know you know, there's, yeah, there's this thing where, you know, people think, you know, I'll buy a wine, I'll keep it yeah. uh, for a long time, you know. <laughs> and then it'll be delicious when I finally do open it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some wines are only made for aging for two years before oh. they they go bad or five years, most wines, five years. Um, so you definitely want to get something that uh, it's vintage and that's made to age. And so you'll find those type of wines at specific wine stores um, that specialize in, you know, finer wines. Um, so you definitely mm -hmm. want to, you want to utilize the staff in there. They will know, they will tell you what's, what's going bad. They'll tell you what you need to buy today. Uh, oh <laughs> my definitely God. Tell you that. Um, wow. So I would definitely, you know, look into that. Uh, but there is, there was one, um, uh, Chateauneuf du Papa, uh, they um, they have wines that are top vintages right now that you might want to check out. Um, but other than that, I mean, literally just going in the store, asking and, and seeing what they have because you'd be surprised. A lot of times uh, these wine stores, they'll have something sitting in there that is going, you know, it's about to go bad or something that needs to be drank and they will reduce the price dramatically, <laughs> like drastically uh, so that they can get it off the shelf and then you get a really good deal. Ah, yeah, but you had to drink that right away. Right, but but right away that was within within a month, right? Right yeah. away would be within a month, right? So if I'm oh, okay. buying it for you know Labor Day weekend, right. now's the time. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. See now you you're gonna have me now walking into a wine store now with a, a little bit more confidence. Before I went, I walked in totally intimidated. You know, thinking, oh my goodness, because the most I ever really dealt with wine is when I made a sangria, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, uh, I would use any any cheap wine. It didn't matter. Riesling, Moscato. I would bring wine. over two buck chuck but, all um, the time. But I, and that's how my sangria actually started. Laura had two buck chuck from what Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. But I would take my fruit and I would soak it in Grand Marnier, Chambord, um, a little bit of pineapple vodka with some simple syrup and apricot brandy. So I would soak that. And it, it elevated any, it elevated that two buck chuck. It got to the point now that when I do have get togethers, people's like, oh, Peggy, you're going to make that sangria. And they don't yeah. know. <laughs> that was like the cheapest wine ever. 
right. right. <laughs> right with, the, with the grape, the white grapes and the peaches, and she'd put all these grapefruits in there. And it's yeah, like, honey, yeah. do melon, cantaloupe, but you know, the vodka was the secret. Yeah. <laughs> but it was delicious. Yeah. That was the thing. It was. It wasn't crazy sweet. It wasn't a ridiculously sweet drink. It was just a nice, bubbly. Not even that bubbly. It was just a nice, vibrant drink, and it would go right. with whatever we were eating. And you know, Peggy lays a spread. You haven't been here, but Peggy lays a spread. So when you come over, <laughs> and there's something good to drink, and and, yeah. and that that was really how. You know, th that's how I got started with wine, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I go into the store and I get what's on sale. And but yeah. then sometimes I don't I you know, I wonder, well, I liked it, but what do I do? How do I get it again? And I started taking pictures of the label because I never remember what it is. But now I have right. a little folder on my phone. You like this. You like that. If it's on sale, get it again. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the best way. I mean, even if you, you know, pick a pick a country or pick a region that you yeah. want to explore that week and, and venture mm -hmm. out and try it from that country, and, you know, maybe try a few different great varietals from that country mm -hmm. and see what you like best. Like that's something I like you could that. But uh, but honestly, Sangria is one of my favorite cocktails. Um, oh, <laughs> I. I completely understand what you're saying because you know a lot of people don't don't know that you know vodka's used with sangria or brandy's used with sangria. So mm -hmm. you know that the drinking it, they're like, oh, you know, it's just just wine. But it's like, no, you know, it has other components in it. That's why you start feeling it quickly. <laughs> it's a, it's it's my party favorite. Oh, cool! See, so I was I, on so, the right track without even knowing it. Yeah, I would love to taste your sangria, Peggy. <laughs> oh, girl, yes. I will definitely do it for you. And so, okay, now leading with that, what's the difference between a, buying a $50 wine versus 20 Is it a taste? Is it, what What makes the difference between that? You know, um, some some of these wineries and, and regions, they're so well-known that they're able to slap, you know, a price on it and, and the average consumer would be willing to page it based off of uh, the reputation. Um, and not to say that the price, you know, doesn't have anything to do with the quality, because obviously, you know, it does. There are some higher quality wines that are worth the price that you're paying. But you can honestly get some really good wines for um, that are less expensive. Uh, you know, the, the price is not necessarily a good indicator on a good wine. Um, for me in particular, like, I have a, a Bouvray that I really enjoy uh, from the Bouvray family. The bottle is literally, I don't think I've ever paid more than $14 for it. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, and I'm, I'm a wine lover. I've tasted wines, I've tasted expensive wines and everything. But this particular wine that is no more than $14 has been one of my summer favorites. Um, it's used, they use the Chenin Blanc grape um, to make the Bouvray, and it's usually, like, really... Um, crisp, bright, has really delicious aromas. Um, it has a slight hint of sweetness, medium body from from France, from the Lower Valley. Mm -hmm. And you know, and it's not an expensive wine, but it's so great, and it and it pairs so well with some of my summer favorites. Um, and then I have you know uh, the Mayomi Pinot Noir, which is I've never paid any more than twenty five dollars for that, um, mm -hmm. and that's really really good uh, from Santa Barbara County, Sonoma. Um, you know, it it pairs well with saltier foods. Um, it's a, I liked it. It's, I think it's a brunch favorite because it goes well with you know bacon. Something mm. else. <laughs> Ooh, right up my alley, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and oaky, um, and well balanced. 
silky texture. It's just it's a really good wine. Um, and you know, I it was funny because I used to drink it, and then one day someone told me they were like, "Oh, you know, that goes really well with the cob salad." And oh. I'm thinking, oh, you know. Because when you get a salad, typically a lot of people venture to white. Exactly. Like, you know, salad and white wine. Uh, so I was like, okay. So I, I tried this Pinot Noir with this cop salad, and it was amazing. I mean, seriously. Uh, I guess with the saltiness of, like, the bacon and the blue cheese and everything, I mean, it paired beautifully with it. So um, so I definitely think you can find great wines for under $50. <laughs> wow. <Okay>. Wow. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> That is that is very That's cool. Really good, yeah. That is really cool. Well, I don't know. We have more questions. We have, we have many a, more questions. We have only a little bit of time left. Yeah. Um, but um, certainly we we appreciate this this education. This is you have given us some knowledge, and uh, there's definitely some more things that we would definitely like to talk to you about. You know, I might even ask you to email those. A, a couple of those brunch items or Pinot Noirs because I've never even tried a Pinot Noir, you know, because you know I just got intimidated uh-huh. by the name of the Pinot. I said, does black what white what? You know, I always try to interpret stuff and then I just overanalyze and then I overanalyze myself <laughs> out of making a decision on buying it. Um, you know, I wish you would have been here last week uh, at my wine tasting. I mean, I think it's another trend that's happening where. Um, I guess uh, wine companies or vineyards, you know, whomever they are, they are sending out people almost, you know, going to people's homes and, and providing tastings. Mm-hmm. And um, that was interesting. I wish there were some black owned ones. I hate to say that, but I wish they were. Right, because we well, would like to Yeah, so that's actually, that's actually what I'm doing right now. Um, so I, okay. I started tasting by the Mali um, and mm. focused on exposing people to different wines from around the world. Um, enhancing their knowledge by use of games and activities to make it fun, and it's all mm-hmm. done in the comfort of your own home. Oh, so okay. uh, I come if you're having a dinner party or a bachelorette party or mm-hmm. you know a housewarming. I'll come for two hours, administer that tasting, um, and and administer that fun, you know, uh, comfortable environment for you and your friends. Uh, because that's also that's also high in demand. People want to you know, yeah. give us a party yeah. to come to them. They're well, tired of going out and exactly, know. right, and not knowing. So, where can our listeners find you at so that we can have that out there? Oh yeah, no. So, no, um, you can follow me on Instagram um, at Tastings BD, uh, Tastings with a Z, T A S T I N G Z B D, uh, and I'm on Instagram right now. I'm working on the website. The website is set to launch uh, a little later, um, maybe in, uh, October. Uh, but until then, I've been making a lot of posts about, you know, just different blogging about different things about wine, um, tips, uh, food pairing tips, uh, and then updates as far as the website and, and what we're offering. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Are you only in the DMV area? Uh, so, yeah, right now I'm operating out of out of Maryland. Um, so I'm in the DMV, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always willing to know what's going on. Always willing to travel out and, and expand it further, especially on the East Coast. I mean, you know, New York and Philly and Delaware is all relatively uh, close. <laughs> yeah, Tamale, because I would love, I wish I would have known I would have had you host a wine tasting. I mean, because, you know, um, after the, the tasting, people bought quite a bit of the wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we should plan to do one here in 
in New York and, you know, maybe later in the year before the holidays? Yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot, I know that a lot of the companies that come for tasting to issue the tasting or administer them, the purpose is to sell the wine. Mm -hmm. right. um, and so with my business, you know, you are going to get the opportunities. Uh, I'll let you know how to purchase it and stuff. But the main part is really to explore the components of the tasting method, which yes. is I'm going to take you through looking at the wine, the sight and things that you can learn from just looking at it, um, how the nose. And, you know, you talked a lot about how do you expand your palate. All of those components, that's really what the focus of tastings is and, and to have fun with it, too, because a lot of people, they're really reserved when it comes to wine. Yeah. Because, you know, when you think about sommeliers and you think about going to restaurants, you're thinking fancy and upscale right. and the guy with the suit and tie. And, exactly. You know, that can be, you know, that can be very off-putting to some people, but my, that's what my focus is, is to come to you while you're comfortable at home Mm -hmm. And, you know, relaxing with your friends and, to, and you know, make it lighthearted. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk to you, be real, and we're going to have jokes and, and games and stuff just to make it more appealing to people to want to learn. Right. And then one of the things that I, I'd like to have is I notice uh, people, certain cultures have a table wine where, you know, this is a, an Argentinian table wine or an Italian table wine. I would like mm -hmm. a table wine, my go-to table wine that's going to be not necessarily expensive, but tasty with whatever it is that's known that, you know, in my region of cooking, you know, African-American, Southern style cooking, what table wine goes with that? What's my table wine? I'd love to identify Sounds like we a would few. have a couple, especially if you right. had greens or any cruciferous vegetable. Right, or cabbage. Right. Cabbage. We're, we're right, but I'd right. like to. Okra. <laughs> exactly, okra and tomatoes. Right, exactly, exactly. Now this right. is. Oh, Damali, this is whew, this is so cool. You don't understand. This is this is exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. This, this is, is really exciting. And you know, wow, we an hour has gone by so quickly. <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't even feel like we've been talking. For I that know, long. I know. So we're gonna make sure we follow you. Um, you know, you can uh, follow us, and you know, Laura and I, we just launched Urban Booze um, a couple weeks ago. Um, so you can probably find us um, on Instagram at Urban Booze, uh, as well as uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're Booze Urban. And, uh, you know, we welcome you to take a look and give us tips, you know, because we're just, we're just kind of going on this, this exploration to try to, to be better, do better, and just enhance the food and, and, and meet people along the road that's going to make that experience just the way you've done it with us. You just really enlightened me and, you know, now I'm excited, you know, because now I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to finish this jerk pork and with some rice and peas and some steamed cabbage. And I'm, I'm going to figure out what wines I'm going to have with that because that's going to be fun. Because, you know, you're grown up. You don't always want soda and right. water. Or sweet right. tea. Or sweet yeah. tea. Sweet tea. Right. Right. Exactly. Definitely. So. No, I think what you guys are doing is, is so much fun. Um, I actually, I did follow you on Instagram a couple days ago. Yay! Um, maybe, yeah. Like, too, I, I thought it was so cool because... You know the the fact that the market that you're catering to and just trying to enlighten people and you know the questions that you ask like I, usually when people are asking me about food pair you know they're asking me about like steak or nah <laughs> and it's, it's funny because the average person is eating you know we're eating this comfort food right um, so we're not necessarily going for this like forty five dollar steak so I think it really is important for people to to know what to pair what you're eating and what you do in your lifestyle. So I, I think it's awesome that you're 
you're on this journey. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then also, and you'll find that when you're much older, sometimes that $45 steak is not going to work for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, I found that out now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to wait, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we found out later. There's some things we have to take out of our our diet, but you know, seasonings take things a long way. You know, like I'm looking vegan has to taste good. You know, and that's why I said I I need an enhancement. You know, of my right. meal, and I'm not gonna drink soda because I really can't drink soda anymore. So mm-hmm. can I can I handle you know white wine? You know, and I want to really really find a way to to like red i mean a friend of mine gave me red and she aired it out i'm like oh uh-huh. she had a decanter uh-huh. so you know i wanted decanter yeah. now girl you know i like things um because i and i like merlot which you know i should have asked you before i don't know i had merlot when i was in paris um don't quite know where that fits in but want to mm-hmm. visit that okay well i i yep. have had a basic very very basic super basic merlots but i like them just like that, mm-hmm. they were super. It tastes like Welch's grape jelly Merlot. But really? I put, oh yeah, I put it over ice. I loved it. That's how I drank it. But you know, <laughs> but and I'm not gonna feel bad. I am not gonna feel bad that at home there's a particular wine that I like, and it's well, it could yeah. very well be Welch because it was super sweet. I put it over ice. I haven't had Merlot since Paris, so uh, no, I've and had, that's been a while. That's and and then then there's the other thing too. The I I've got a husband who comes from a different culture, and he likes me to try to make the meals his mama made, and I can't uh. make those meals, but I try. And so <laughs> so then what happens is we get combinations, we get these interesting combinations, and you know I'd like a wine that goes with it. She doesn't really drink that much, and she's oh get this red, get that red, but I you know. It's interesting to try different things and right. see what fits. And it's nice to have a guide right. tell you, try this if it's going to be salty, if it's, you know, nice You're like a Jiminy Cricket, Damali. Right. <laughs> you know, um, a really useful tool for me, uh, this is something that I use as soon as I started. So this was the first one of the first books that somebody told me to get. And it's something you can keep in your kitchen. It really, it's really simple breaks down each type of like wine grape and stuff it shows you pairing notes where it's from um everything about it and it's called i don't know if you've heard of wine folly say it again Um, wine boss wine folly so wine folly f-o-l-l-y okay Um, and the book is a essential guide to wine and i mean it is so detailed um it's worded perfectly for the average person uh but i keep it with me so whenever i have a question about you know, any type of pairing or, or I want to check out a different grape that I've heard about, a different varietal, I go to this book and they it literally list them out for you. Awesome. Um, and reaches and stuff. So I would definitely, if you're, you know, getting into exploring it and um, you want to know in your kitchen when you're cooking, like what could go well with it, I would definitely recommend that book for you. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going on Amazon. I'm going to Amazon, going to Amazon. when I finish with you and, and get that because I need it. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Damali. This has been a plethora of information. We are going to use this, and we're going to continue to share our, the knowledge that you've shared with us. We're going to share it with our followers. Well, everyone who That's listens awesome. in, well, people will know. Well, they, we were listening. Damali said, get wine folly. We got the wine folly. <laughs> we knew we were making this because these vegetables were on sale at the farmer's market, so we went and bought that wine 
and this is how it turned out because that's what we'll do we'll share with everyone how what we've picked up how it worked out and how uh -huh. we feel about it so thanks again and we would love to t have you on again later in the year we hope the to meet you in person really soon oh yeah yes i would love that i would definitely love that thank you so much for having me well, thanks so much for coming on. Again, we really, really appreciate this. So, so we're new on podcasts. You'll find us on Spotify? On, we're on Spotify, and I'll send okay. you a link. I'll broadcast the link, and you can find the link on our website, urbanbooze.com. And this will awesome. be our second podcast. Woo-hoo! Awesome, yay! <laughs> so thanks again, Damali. Yes, thanks again for joining <laughs> us. All right, I'll see you soon. Yes, okay. you will. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.